Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. If you are an avid podcast listener like me, you've probably listened to the show Dr. Death. When it came out in 2018, it shocked listeners by shining a light on the story of Dr. Dunch and the system failure that allowed him to maim and kill 33 patients in Texas. Now in 2020, journalist and host Laura Beale is back with a new story about a doctor who poisoned his patients with drugs they didn't need to treat a disease they didn't have. A doctor who had over 500 victims before being stopped by the FBI. A doctor who deserves the name given to him by his victims, Dr. Death. Season 2 explores the story of Dr. Farid Fada, who for years diagnosed thousands of patients with cancer. And as one of the most well-respected oncologists in Michigan, his patients believed him. They believed him when he told them they needed chemotherapy. And they believed he would save their lives. But he was lying about everything. I'm about to play you a brief clip from the show. But while you're listening, make sure to subscribe to Dr. Death Season 2 on Apple Podcasts, or you can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Download the app today. Imagine you're not feeling well, and it won't go away. A little fatigue, some achiness... 
a loved one tells you, go see a doctor. So, okay, you go to your doctor and you get some blood work done. When the results come back, there are a few questions. Your doctor recommends you go see a specialist. My internal medicine doctor said, you know, hey, I sent my mom to him. He's world-renowned, Sloan Kettering graduate. A specialist who cares, who's attentive. You know, he had these very soulful eyes. Located in a state-of-the-art inviting office. It was a beautiful building, a beautiful office that had this lovely healing garden attached to it. The doctor takes one look at your lab work. He makes a face, and then he says three of the most horrifying words a patient can hear. You have cancer. You're devastated, but you're also grateful because you believe you caught it early, and you're being treated by the best. I would say that his education and experience in Michigan is unparalleled, second to none. Dr. Fareed Fata is a leading authority in the treatment of cancer in the U.S. Close attention, cutting-edge treatments. My care has been phenomenal. The staff is warm and friendly. The care and the caring has just been amazing. All thanks to Dr. Fareed Fata. Dr. Fata is just a godsend. There should be 150,000 at Dr. Fata's. But fortunately, it will turn out there's only one. Because after months of appointments, hours spent in chemo chairs, poison pumping through your veins, accepting that you might not survive, you learn something that you can barely comprehend. You don't have cancer. You never did. And you're not the only one. I'm Laura Beale, and this is Season 2 of Dr. Death. Since the first season of Dr. Death came out, we've received hundreds of tips about doctors who've abused our medical system. I still get a few every week. On season two, we've investigated the story that people have asked us about more than any other. A story about one doctor in Michigan who manipulated the system to terrifying ends and put hundreds of lives at risk. To hear the whole story, subscribe to Dr. Death Season 2 on Apple Podcasts, or you can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Download the app today. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. We arrived, they found the telephone we have a and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. Through hard work and technology, the identities of previous Jane and John Doe's are being found almost daily. On October 29, 2006, Lavender Doe was found in Texas. And it would take years and hard work to finally call her by her real name, Dana Dodd. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On October 29, 2006, two men walking in a wooded area in Kilgore, Texas, stumbled upon the burning body of what they initially assumed was a mannequin and a Halloween prank. 
It wasn't until they noticed the smell was less like burnt plastic and more like cooking hot dogs that they called the police horrified by their discovery. Police arrived and almost immediately, the case became a mystery. The young woman, who was doused with gasoline, must have only been set alight a few minutes before the men found her and was lying face down on a pile of burning brush. The young woman, who they determined was between 17 and 25 years old, was clad in a pair of jeans with $40 in the pocket and a purple sweater, giving her her new name, Lavender Doe. She had perfect teeth, reddish blonde hair, and seemed to belong to a middle-class family, one that surely missed her. It was also determined that she died prior to being burned, more than likely between 8.15 and 10 p.m. on the previous day. Not only that, but with the presence of semen came the knowledge that she had been raped prior to her death. There was no denying that this was a murder that needed to be solved. So police began their investigation. Anyone suspicious was brought in for questioning as experts worked tirelessly to make a reconstruction from her badly burned face. A number of reconstructions were done, but despite this and her perfect teeth, her identity remained a mystery for years. That's not to say they didn't have some small leads or rays of hope. After one of the reconstructions, a woman came forward saying it looked like her missing daughter, 23-year-old Brandy Wells. Brandy disappeared after going to a nightclub in neighboring Longview, Texas, but after DNA testing was done, Brandy was excluded as a possible identification for Lavender Doe. Her mother would have to continue her search. Then in 2007 came a viable suspect. A man named Joseph Wayne Burnett, then 36 years old, was in prison for another crime when police began to suspect him. The semen found inside of Lavender Doe was matched to Joseph, a convicted sex offender. When they questioned him about it, he admitted that he had sex with a woman that day who matched her description, but that's all he would admit to. Police weren't convinced. They tried to match his DNA with anything other than the semen found, but had no success. All they could prove at this point was that the pair had sex, consensual or not. Years passed, and not only did they fail to find enough evidence to tie Joseph Burnett to the crime, but no one came forward to give this girl her identity. Not even after a more detailed 3D rendering was released in 2013 following her exhumation. Then, in 2018, another break came. Unfortunately, this break came with another victim. Another body was found in a wooded area near Longview, but this time, she had an identity. Felicia Pearson's mother reported her missing just before the body was found and said that the last person seen with her daughter was a man named Joseph Wayne Burnett. He was obviously arrested, and on August 27, 2018, he confessed to not just the killing of Felicia Pearson, but Lavender Doe 12 years earlier. He said the woman, who he said was called Ashley, was selling items in a magazine outside of Longview, Texas, which was how he convinced her to enter his car that day. Yet, either he didn't know or failed to reveal her real identity. Around the same time, the DNA Doe Project was alerted to the crime by web sleuths and crowdfunded $1,400 to analyze Lavender Doe's DNA once again, this time using the now-famous GED match that had helped solve so many cold cases. They were able to find third and fourth cousins and create a family tree leading all the way back to family in Texas. The problem was, the woman it led to wasn't aware that anyone in her family was missing. They kept digging and tracked down cousins of this woman and found one that she didn't know about. 
a woman named Robin who, unfortunately, was already deceased. But they were able to look into some police records and newspaper articles and found that she once lived with a man named Johnny Dodd, had a daughter who had an inactive social security card, strawberry blonde hair, and perfect teeth. Lavender Doe was Dana Dodd. DNA confirmed her identity, and though they originally said they would wait to make her name public until after Joseph's trial, released her identity on February 11, 2019. Dana Dodd, as they were finding out, was known as a rebellious teen. She began getting into trouble with her family and the law, and in 2000, skipped town with her boyfriend and left Jacksonville, Florida. Three years later, her family filed a fruitless missing persons report. Now on her own, she joined a door-to-door magazine sales team known for human trafficking with the promise of travel opportunity. Police were now certain that Joseph's story was correct and that she had been making her sales the day he took her. Joseph Burnett pleaded not guilty to the two murders for which he was charged and remains in prison awaiting trial. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 30th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.